Hey everybody, this is Jeff. You're about to hear an episode where I am actually not included. I had a couple things come up, but wanted to uh, start off the show with our contest winner. Congratulations to Slapshot Matt, Matt Harris, as he's known in our YouTube chat. Uh, He sent a great picture of his uh, unfiltered wheat beer from Boulevard watching the Winter Classic. Uh, So he wins the Bernie Federko My Blues Note. Matt, when you hear this, please send us a message over on Twitter, Facebook, however you'd like to get a hold of us, and we will send out your prize. Congratulations again to Matt and everybody. Enjoy Kurt and Bill on this episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Centerized Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit CenterizeBrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Centerized Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's go Blues! This is Eddie Garcia from the Fox Sports Radio Network and co-host of the Puck Podcast, and you're listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. He's not going to play for us. There's just something about that last name is not going to make the NHL. It seems like a name that is not conducive to play in the NHL. I mean, the most the most shallow analysis ever. Talking about Tarasenko real quick. There's been talk about a giant chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I think that chip has gotten bigger now. Can his shoulder handle it, though? I guess that's really the question. Just to finally see that happen was, uh, I mean, that was one of the fantastic moments of, of my life when, when that final buzzer went in Boston and when I get to get down to the ice and I was able to hoist the Stanley Cup uh, when I was standing on the ice. That was a, a very, very special moment. You know, he would say to me after we'd have a, a beer, he'd say, well, Joe, he said, you really embarrassed yourself tonight. <laughs> that was Dan, and I said, uh, okay. We'll see what uh, what memories uh, Phil Grubauer has from round four. <laughs> Man, I want to punch that guy in the face. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan, and here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to Season 10, Episode 18 of Let's Go Blues Radio, where the often imitated, never duplicated, fully vaccinated, 10-time defending podcast champion, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Special thanks to rockinthatidlife.com and centerizedbrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. It's Wednesday, January 12th, and we are broadcasting live on YouTube and Facebook. This is franchise episode number 336 all time. To interact with the show, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube and Instagram. Just do a search for us. You will find us. I'm Kurt Price. My co-host tonight for the big show is Bill Day. Jeff Hunter will be joining us shortly. He is uh, returning from assignment, I guess. I was just about to say that. <laughs> it's the only way we can put it on this show. Right, exactly. Uh, we're talking St. Louis Blues Hockey. Uh, we do have a uh, My Blues Note book to uh, give away tonight. We're going to announce the winner. I guess we'll wait till Jeff gets here to do that because he uh, that is his uh, his project. So we'll let him. Or we could be dicks. Or we could. And I don't actually. He didn't. He, he did. He did show us who who he picked. So yeah, that was uh, 
The, uh, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, wait. I don't have it pulled up, so let's just wait. Uh, uh, Bill and I and Jeff, uh, well, all three of us will be at uh, Centerize Brewery on Monday. That's the plan, anyway. Uh, the 17th, because we're going to the Pronger Retirement Game. And uh, so we're going to hang out at Centerize Brewery uh, before the game. I'm not sure how long before the game, but I mean, we're off, right? There's no work that day. So we have all day. I think, and, and there's a shuttle going to and from center to, uh, to the game from Sunrise. So, yeah, yeah, some fun. <laughs> yeah, might uh, might be suffering a hangover by the time we get on the shuttle <laughs> to go back. Um, if we can cut off the party at the right time, yeah, but, yeah, we're gonna bring some uh, show stickers. So if you guys, uh, if you guys are gonna be at Sunrise. Uh, you know, shoot us a tweet, uh, come by and say hi. We'll give you some stickers. Uh, if you're gonna be at the game, uh, you know, send us a, tag us in a tweet or something and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll come find you and give you some stickers or whatever. So, uh, we'll have stickers on us to just give away for free. Nothing. Okay, it's right. This is, it's so dusty. From my desk. There it is. There's one of them right there. The, uh, the Blues Hockey Stag Beer mashup sticker, which is, in high demand, Bill's got one on the show too. So we had a we had a request for it to be on a T-shirt the other day, and we had the T-shirt on the site, but we had, uh, we're taking it down for a slight redesign. It'll be back up shortly. Um, the uh, I I didn't ask you how you're doing, Bill. How's the Wi-Fi? <laughs> the Wi-Fi is incredible. It, it, it's amazing having uh, stable Wi-Fi uh, in my life again. Um, I apologize for the last couple of weeks of, uh, yeah, of me having to do it from my phone and everybody having to stare at my fat ass stomach. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but it's, 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 it's nice. I'm glad your, uh, your wifi is, is good for this show. Maybe you'll hang with us the entire show and there's no, be no hiccups. <clears throat> uh, Matt Harris, YouTube chat says, "Howdy, Jan. Howdy, Jan. Howdy, Jans. Howdy, gents. To everyone except Jamie Ben, I hope you're having a great night. <laughs> I'll second that. Since Jeff's not here, Jeff's a Jamie Ben fan. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's one of the few outside of Dallas. Yeah, mm. yeah. It, it's it's one of those things that if he's on your team, you're gonna love him. Sure, but sure. you know, if not, it, it's." He's a dirty player. He's not a, even. It's not, you're gonna mildly hate him. You're gonna fucking hate him. He's a dirty and player. That is that is what we do here. You saw he what is. he did to Costin on the one of the bench. I don't know if you saw that around all. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. slash yeah, on the, the wrist. The slash on the wrist. Yeah. He did, I mean, he he just, puck was nowhere near by near, and he just slap. I mean, a good solid slash right on his wrist above the cuff, right on the, where there's no padding. Could have broke his wrist. Yeah. Just <clears> stupid. He does, and he does yeah, it all the time, all the time. That kind of shit. Yeah, it, he and Corey Perry, and when Corey Perry yeah. was on, was on the Stars. Man, I, he had a terrible year for them. But when when he signed there, I'm like, this is this is not going to work. I, I'm I'm not going to enjoy this whatsoever. So, <clears throat> but the lasting memory of Corey Perry on the Stars is getting ejected from the. Winter Classic 
like right away. <laughs> he was and what two minutes in, very, <laughs> right? And have to take that very long walk back to their locker room. That's pretty awesome. Uh, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy, really. Nope. Trying to find TNT on my uh, what channel is TNT on Spectrum? It's um, not that, that high. Good. That's a good question. I mean, Spectrum repeats like you know how many different times? Um, yeah, I know. That's forty nine. Forty nine. There it is. Thank you. Uh, let's see. What, uh, Ross B in YouTube chat. Uh, did you guys? Did you boys see the video of Louis pulling down the pants of a Stars fan? Was that one of those setup videos? Ones that they would they, have had to. I mean, that's it. Seems yeah, lawsuit worthy. They didn't set it up. Yeah. I did not see that. And then Matt's question: Did you see the video of Kodak yes. Black? Yeah, I didn't uh, have that in the show notes for the. But we, I, yeah, I did. I, that's um, I even made a comment on Twitter about it. I said like, uh, that was a, uh, that was uh, the the principal point of the contact was head. So, but two game suspension. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there there were some great hockey tweets in there. Down goes Brown. I think might have had my favorite because uh, somebody somebody you know tweeted it that you know it's just dancing and. Uh, yes. Down goes Brown said something like, you know, that's what I hate about hockey. Um, you know, after review, the goal's taken away. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was pretty hilarious. I should have had that in the show notes. Yeah, well. Whatever. It can't be a perfect show. It can't be. Not without Ponder. No, no. And uh he should um he said he said quarter till ten o'clock, something like that. So we'll see. Uh, the official beers of episode number 336. You can follow each of us on the untapped app. My handle is CPrice12. Jeff's is JPonder94. Bill's is Billy Blue Note. And, um, I don't want to break the string here, but I'll, I'll go say, ahead. go I'll to say, Jeff. I'll go say, to Jeff. Jeff. Jeff, what's your, what's your beer of the show? It's going to okay. be O'Fallon Pumpkin Ale. <laughs> or, or, uh, what was the forehand ones he likes? Uh, G, uh the juice, um, one, the, Contact. Um, yeah, contact. contact yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or that one, which that's more of a summer, I think, for him. But um, okay, so he's not here. So, Bill, what is your beverage of the show? Oh well, well, thank you. That that's the fastest we've gotten through Ponder's beer in a while. <laughs> um, my beer of the show is Three Floyd's Agromaster. It's coffee ale. Um, I've had a couple of offerings from three Floyds and, you know, they're supposed to be like super awesome. Everybody loves them. And uh, this is the first one I've really liked. So it's a Scotch ale that has coffee in it. And that's the first time I've ever heard of those two things being put together. I love both of those things and they pull it off pretty well. So I'm happy with it. I may have another. Uh, my beer. Well, no, yeah, scratch that. My beverage of the show is some stuff left over from the uh, the girly drink night party that we had here. Um, is a truly tropical punch mm. hard seltzer. I, I don't do hard seltzers really, but it was in the fridge, and I thought oh, that'd be something fun to have on the show, something different. I've I've never had this. Um, it's actually not too bad as far as hard seltzers go. I don't I don't, I don't really do hard seltzers. Uh, like I said, I don't care for them, but. This is not too bad. I think it would get kind of old after a while, though. Yeah, I I tried a couple of those um, 
pre-pandemic during softball. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a little bit lighter and you can get away with it. But, yeah, some of them have uh, at least the ones that were brought to our softball games um, had uh, um, like uh, artificial sweeteners yeah. in them. And That's that what, just that think, gets me sick. I think they all have it. And this has stevia. So it's same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. The, it, I, you, is okay. It's okay, but it still tastes artificial, and mm. and it's got that. I don't know how to explain it. That artificial sweetener taste. I guess it just it doesn't yeah, taste that, that it, aftertaste that just doesn't go away. Yeah, and I just I don't know. It's it's not something I like. I can't. I there's no way. I mean, someone gives me one. All right, fine. I'll have one. I guess, but I'll try something. But I'm never going to buy a six pack of this stuff or four pack. This is, I don't do the artificial sweetener stuff. It doesn't taste good. Uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, January 12th, uh, 1999, Doug Wickenheiser passed away at the age of 37. Uh, the quote by the great Red Fisher said it best. He was the most courageous human being I ever met. So Doug Wickenheiser was like, man, his, his time here, the 86 miracle, uh, Monday miracle goal, that was like, right at the beginning of my my uh, blues fan my hockey fandom so uh, I I mean I don't remember a lot about Wickenheiser in detail but um, yeah rough go in Montreal after being drafted uh, uh, first overall right um, yep. and big things expected and it's a tough crowd up there if you don't perform yeah so yeah could, Especially being, um, you know, a, a, a non-French first overall pick, and not and, picking Savard, right? Right? They didn't pick. I mean, they right. could have had Savard, who yeah. wanted to have a great and, career, right? And ultimately, did play in Montreal as part of the '93 Cup final team, yeah, or the Cup champions team, right? But, but still, but yeah, at the time, yeah, right. It it was yeah, it was it was a rough, like you said, a rough go for him. Um, also had uh, you know some. Off ice stuff here. The tearing his ACL on the uh, famed blue snipe hunt. Yeah, uh, falling out of a pickup truck. Just yeah. I'm gonna guess alcohol was involved there. Maybe, possibly. Mm-hmm. Hockey players in the woods in a pickup truck. Mm, yeah, you're probably right. You know, and it was never said. Um, but gas offs, unfortunate death during the the party at the um whose house was it, it was um somebody's farm yeah it was uh was it the picards uh, i don't think it was picards i think it was uh i don't know i'm not sure but uh, maybe it was but uh yeah I, i'm gonna guess alcohol was involved with that too it was a motorcycle yeah. accident uh he was walking uh, like it was a, they were riding motorcycles, uh, on, uh, in dirt trails in the woods or something. And he was walking back the trail or something. And somebody came over the hill, like was jumping a hill and didn't see him and just landed on him. Basically ran into him. <clears throat> That's the way I understood what happened. Um, so right, maybe, maybe alcohol was not involved. I want to make assumptions like that but that's not that's not very nice but uh, because accidents like that do happen but anyway um january 12th 1985 barkley plager returned to the st louis blues uh, bench after missing three months due to uh, radiation treatments for a brain tumor 
His brother Bobby filled in behind the bench while Barkley was receiving treatment. Uh, January 12th, 1983, Ralston Purina, owner of the St. Louis Blues at the time, announced they received an offer to sell the team to Hunter Enterprises, which was Bill Hunter. Uh, had that entire deal been allowed to happen, that was the deal where the Blues would have been moved to Saskatoon. Which, that if you, if, I mean, if anybody's listening who hasn't, like, heard in detail that whole era, Simmons Game Time has a nice write-up of the story of the Solomons or something like that. Um, it's a really nice write-up, a detailed write-up about that entire era and, and the shit show that was the Blues ownership. Weird, crazy. It's amazing yeah. we still have a hockey team here after that. Yep. I mean, everything that, that we've gone through and to finally wind up with Tom Stillman, the guy that just loves this franchise <laughs> through yeah. and through. And he's the guy that gets, you know, is the ownership, um, you know, the, the head of the ownership group to get us over the hump and win their cup. It's only right, you know, cause everything else, there's so many clown shows. I mean, um, was it Bill Laurie, you know, sold us this, or, you know, Stripped the team down, traded Pronger the second he realized he wasn't getting the Memphis Grizzlies here. Um, you know, Mike Shanahan, he was great, but, you know, had his off ice stuff or away from the rink stuff with the stock options deal. And yeah, it, uh, it was, it, it was a wild ride. I, yeah, and check it, which I mean, you know, it's funny because a lot of, I mean, all the ownership groups, uh, from what? Shanahan on even before she, and they tried to win I mean all of them almost all well, of them well Shanahan right Shanahan was really you know they were the ones they were the ones that were putting the money into the team getting us yeah. in trouble you know the early days of free agency you Shan- know Stevens, Scott Shanahan, Stevens yeah, Shanahan yeah, yeah. Um, it, it wasn't not exciting that's no, for sure it was yeah it was man to have a podcast back then and to talk Ooh. about the, the blues have been uh, very interesting. God. Or or the the or to have a podcast during the Mike Danton stuff too. Man. Whew. Crazy days. <laughs> We've been talking about that for months. Um January twelfth, two thousand and four, the St. Louis Blues honor friend of the show, Ken Wilson, for twenty years of service in a pregame ceremony. And then he was fired four months later. <laughs> 20 years seems about right see you later well i guess you know when uh john kelly became available uh right you know and and the fact that, that he was you know ken wilson you know i mean he right. i, I love i love ken wilson but yeah he right. was mailing it in he was he was mailing it and he was coasting at that point um, you know, trying to find the strategic point every game to slip it in, oh baby, and you know, it was like, eh, a little, you know, a little bit lazy, but well, you know, it is heyday. He was one of the most exciting announcers. Well, it was an article was written uh, about how he just didn't show up early to games, didn't uh, mm-hmm. socialize with the team, socialize with the coaching staff or the players to to get information to talk about on the air to to add to the broadcast you know like they like you're expected to do um he right. didn't do that didn't feel as part of his job so like john kelly and darren pang clearly do 
Yes. Right? They, oh. they feel like they are part of the inner core of the team. And, and they, and they are. I mean, it's, I mean, they, well, and plus, I mean, Kelly is an institution. The family is. And, uh, and so is he and he is too. And, uh, Kelly, I mean, and Pang is just, he's a, you know, a star broadcaster in the NHL now. I mean, he's, and he's been a, a former player. So he's got that link. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's an easy, you know, uh, gel with the team, you would think. Uh, we're going to talk about the, uh, two to one win versus the Dallas Stars on Sunday. What a finish. Uh, uh, we'll talk about that uh, and some other stuff after we hear from our friends at ID Life. It's safe to say that the burn box from rockinthatidlife.com provides you with the sugar bustingest, muscle buildingest, mood enhancingest, focus inducingest, energy boostingest, experience. You not only get the excellent product, but you get recipes, menu options, a tracker, and program guide to assist you along your self betterment journey. Based on your goals, you can double up on Slim Plus or Energy, or you can get one of each. With flavors such as mixed berry, tropical fruit, and orange, the burn box lets you enjoy the weight loss or muscle gain journey along the way. Become a VIP with rockin'thatidlife.com and place your burn box on subscription and you'll save 20%. And as always, text the roughest, toughest He-Man stuff as Tom Bray has ever crossed the Rio Grande. And our friend Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. And all you skunks clear out of here. And go over to rockin'thatidlife.com uh, yeah, man, Harris's beer is the uh, Fayette Dazed from Apple Blossom Brewery in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And Keith Price in the YouTube chat also says uh, Bill needs a spoon. You need a spoon. Is that for your from, beer? From a beer, probably. Oh, oh. Which, which you know, I, I feel like I have to brag. My uh, beer fridge is down in the basement and I'm up on the second floor. I made it down there, grabbed another beer, and was back up here with 10 seconds to spare. <laughs> I'm still out of breath, but, you know. <laughs> Never run to the microphone. Mm. Um, Austin Lynch in the YouTube chat says, how's it going, fellas? Hi, Austin. He says, I'm over here drinking water, fighting COVID. Damn it. Well, uh, that that sucks, Austin. I hope you're... Uh, I hope you are, he says fighting COVID. I assume he's not feeling too well. I hope you're not uh, too symptomatic. Stay safe. Yes, please do. Um, And uh, Keith Price says lazy broadcasting. Question mark. (laughs) Question mark? Two question marks. And then Matt says lost you guys for a minute. Got you back now. Yeah, that was was my connection. Sorry about that. Uh, Which... At least, you know, back in the day, uh, I would have had to reestablish a new thing here in Stage 10 and send out a new link to join. But apparently it, it rejoined and hopefully we're continuing. So, Yeah, it says we're live. <laughs> Ken Morris says, good evening, gents. May the force of Lean Norwood be with each and every one of you. Mm. He, I, was at the Blue, I was at the Blues game when he sang... Uh, proud to be an American? Is that what is that his no, song? You're no, you're You're thinking Lee Greenwood. I oh. was at that game too, right? <laughs> Lee Norwood, number twenty-three. Lee Norwood, right? He wasn't the singer. He was the uh, defenseman. Mustachio yeah. defenseman. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Who? Uh, yeah, that's the, you 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 mentioned the unfortunate um, 
uh, Bobby Gassoff uh, incident, um, Lee Norwood also was victim of a motorcycle related accident. He was working on Harley in his garage and it fell on him. Oh, and he missed a significant amount of time. Yeesh. I'm not sure how to segue off that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, sounds into some better it's news. It's the motorcycle accident <laughs> episode. Right. Um, that's going to be the graphic tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Tony Twist, the day that he got released uh, by the Blues. Yeah, just stay off bikes. I mean, they're dangerous anyway, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. come on. Blues players, stay away from them. Yeah. Um, although, no, whatever. I'm not going to get a Tony Twist. Um, the uh, Blues played the Dallas Stars on Sunday and came in with a two to one improbable victory, uh, improbable finish. I'll say that. Um, what a finish! Trailing one to nothing with less than a minute to go in the game, the Blues scored twice to win in regulation. This was the first time in Blues history, and the only time, uh, and only the eleventh time in. Only the 11th time in initial history, a team uh, trailing with less than a minute to go ended up winning in regulation. Uh, for most of this game, the Blues didn't seem to have the energy uh, level they needed. They, were, they, they weren't terrible, but uh, they just couldn't seem to generate enough uh, high-quality chances in tight on Holpe or sustain any real pressure uh, the right. first There's two periods. nothing sustained. It no, was, not was... at all. It, I mean, it, it's not the not the kind of game you'd call a pop gun offense, where it was just like one and done. You know, they they just nothing felt threatening. And right, well, I think that know, was oh, a good good job of holding the outside. They didn't give them any tight chances, um, which means not a lot of second chances. Which again means if you if you're not if you if you're if you're not getting second chances, and chances are you're not having a lot of sustained pressure. So. Yeah, yeah. I, and I thought the Blues drove the play in the first period, but Dallas, like you said, they they really uh, controlled you know the the lanes and kept the Blues you know like you said to the outside didn't give them great a opportunities. Right. Um. I and I thought I thought well I thought Dallas played a near perfect road game. I think they played a very good. Uh, they didn't. They didn't take a lot of unnecessary chances. Didn't give the Blues a whole lot. They clogged up the middle, um, kept the Blues to the outside, um, and they played a. And it was an entertaining game. I didn't. I mean, to say that the Blues didn't have a lot of sustained pressure, um, I, I wasn't. I wasn't really bored with the game. Um, I wasn't overly upset with the game. A little frustrated, you know, a little here and there, but not not terribly. I maybe because the Dallas wasn't scoring two, three, four goals, and we're down by a few, but you know, you feel like you're down one, nothing. You feel like you're always in the game, right? With one shot. Uh, so that probably had something to do with it, but, uh, I didn't think they, I wasn't, it was, it was entertaining game. It was a fun game. I thought, um, especially in the third period when the blues turned it on a bit, but, uh, I, the only thing the blues, uh, the Dallas could have done better was take fewer penalties. You know, they gave the blues five power plays in the game. Right. Is, and right. The last two are the fatal flaw. <laughs> right. Yeah. They killed the first three and the blues killed all three, uh, power plays they gave Dallas. So that was right. If Dallas fans want to complain about a lot of things, this game, they could say, Oh, we didn't score a power play. Oh, we had three chances. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Jordan Bennington had a lot to do with that. He was very good. Which, which, you know, stop, stop 27, 28 in this game. 
I uh, like to see him do this kind of thing a little more. Now this is this is mm. the this is the kind of thing. It's just interesting because, you know, Bennington students had this game played a very good game, allowed one goal in a game that the Blues needed him to allow just one goal anymore, and we lose this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know it was one goal and that's it, and that's that's what he did. So that was he he turned in a, a great game and uh, which the Blues needed. So. That was good to see. You know, you've seen goalies in the past uh, uh, that we've talked about, like when we criticized Jake Allen, for example. Every once in a while, you've got to have your goalie stand up and keep your game, your team in a game that they're they're getting outplayed in, and they can try and win it in the end, you know, or get a point in the end or whatever. Um, not every time because it's not fair, but uh, you want to see that once in a while. And and Bennington did it. Right. I, I thought both goalies were really strong in this game and it, it seemed like um if if any if there was any kind of back and forth and you know trying to stick with the other team it was in goaltending right uh, holtby was awesome um made s- some really really clutch saves in the first period you know when when the blues did get you know their their opportunities um, and Bennington was strong in the second and, and it's kind of, kind of weird, you know, the blues really didn't have the better of the play in the second period. And they are a great second period team, the best in the league this year. Yeah. Daniel had five shots on goal in the second period. Yeah. Uh, didn't, didn't play particularly well and allowed the only goal of the game in the, uh, yeah. second period, uh, which, uh, midway through, uh, the second period, the stars, Jason Robertson scored to put them up one nothing. Nice, nice neutral zone transition by Dallas. Uh, Robertson on the four boards outside the blue zone. A little slick back behind the back pass to uh, hits Pavelski with speed. Cuts to the middle, dishes to Heiskanen uh, near side who works in backhand pass to the slot to Robertson who is shot who kind of hits Preko's skate I believe, and then Robertson gets his own rebound, kind of glides to the side of the net, puts it on net low. Bennington slides across. Damn near gets it. it Goes in by four or five, six inches, and then gets pulled back out. Uh, almost a great save. I thought he, I thought he might have made the save at first, but then they're celebrating him. Oh, it probably went in. So. Yeah, I mean, and Pagan called it out. You could hear the thud mm-hmm. of the puck hitting his pad. It, I mean, it, it hit that, it hit the pad very flush. Just you know, uh, at that point, Bennington coming back across his momentum really, I think, propelled the puck into the net and almost pulled it out. Yeah. But yeah, the the ref was right on top of it and sure. was adamant it was in and Re- was re- correct. Yeah, a review would have showed that it went in anyway. And they did review it, so. Uh and that, you know, and for a while it looked like that was gonna be the only goal in the game. Uh I mean, you get to the third period and you're you know, Dallas takes a couple uh uh penalties in the final ten minutes of the of the second period, but the the blues they're off their power play, which you're hoping their potent power play, you know, can get can tie this game on one of these power plays because they had two two uh, power plays in the last half of the second period. Couldn't do it, um, but uh, I think uh, when the Blues poured it on a bit in the third, out shooting Dallas sixteen to eight, uh, Perron took a tripping penalty against Jamie Ben with five minutes to go in the game. I thought that was like this is, I mean, th- that sucks. Five minutes to go in the game, Perron's two minute penalty that almost cuts half the time left, right? Uh, you're killing the penalty. So you're instantly, right. think, instantly thinking, kill the penalty, then you got, well, if you don't kill it, that's game over. Right. Right. But if right. you do when, kill it. When he, yeah. When he took it, I'm like, 
damn it, I, we had a chance, and I, yep. I it's more than fifty percent gone now. But yeah, you're right. You kill it, and you get the momentum. You get momentum, and you've got three minutes, so you're going to pull Bennington soon after that. Probably as soon as you can. Uh, nowadays, you, you pull a goalie two or three minutes to go. Remember back in the day when it was like a minute was the magic number, a minute mm-hmm. 20, something yep. like that? You pull your goalie. Um, oh, yeah. Um, As the goalie, I remember very well. Because <laughs> uh, uh, like uh, two minutes seemed like, in the back of the day, seemed like way too early. Right. I, uh, I, I'll tell you what, I, I, the trend with pulling, you know, we've seen them pulled, you know, it, I think at one point in the last two seasons, somebody pulled a goalie with over 10 minutes to go in the third. Yeah. Um, I forget who it was, but yeah. more and more you see it four or five minutes to go. Um, you know, in, in t- it, it's, I, I think it says more about the possession side of the game and, you know, playing the odds, but as the goalie, I always hated it. Well, it means always you're losing. Hated it. <laughs> it means you're right. losing and it hurts your stats, right? right? Cause, cause you don't have that, you don't have the opportunity right. to make more yeah. saves to bump your numbers back up or you're, you know, right. you and, to score to get the, yeah. So, right. And if you have a statistician who's keeping, keeping track of your time on the ice and time off the ice, that hurts your GAA. Yes. Right. Because if you allow three goals in the game, but you don't play the last two minutes, then your GA right. is over three for the game. Right. Your GA over 60 is is shot. Right. That Yes, exactly. Um, so the they, the Blues did kill this off. With two minutes to go, the Blues were able to pull Bennington. Uh, a few seconds later, uh, Yanni Hockenpah took a hooking penalty against Ryan O'Reilly. Um, with just under uh, two minutes remaining, uh, the Blues pulled Bennington for a six-on-four. And then with uh, just under a minute to go in the third, this is when 99% of the game happened. <laughs> uh, in the last 160th of the of the game, most of the game happened. So little snippets play-by-play here. So there's a battle behind the Stars net. Braden Shen gets knocked down, is on the ice, on the end boards. Uh, near the far corner. Heiskanen skates between Shen and the boards to go after the puck that was going towards the corner. Shen grabs and holds on to Heiskanen's stick, which wasn't seen by the official, and Heiskanen goes down. Not, a, I, did, I didn't think it was a dive. Some people were saying it was a dive. I didn't think it was a dive. Heiskanen's you know, trying to get by Shen, quick to the puck, and he goes to, you know, he can't move a stick, he falls down. Um, doesn't matter, dive or not. It's a, it's a, it should have been a penalty on Shen. Missed call. Okay. Um, which everyone was calling a trip at first, which it looked like a trip. It looked like it could have been. I couldn't see. From the camera angle they showed on TV, you couldn't tell if it was a trip, if he toe-picked or what. But then the reverse angle, oh, yeah, he <laughs> just grabs his stick uh, blatantly. Um, then Heiskanen uh, gives uh, – Kairou goes gets the puck because Heiskanen's down on the ice. Heiskanen gets up, gives – as Kairou's uh, taking it towards the net a little bit, Heiskanen come get gets up and gives Kairou this nasty two-handed slash across his stick in between his gloves, and uh, yeah. instant penalty, right? Because <laughs> it's I mean right. it's, he's got the puck. It's I, everyone in the world is looking at it, and and then this this is where it gets well. It, it was interesting where the the missed uh, hold, but interesting here because so Kairou's stick's broken, and he plays the puck quickly. Right after it breaks, he 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 realizes I'm in my mind. This I'm. I I think it looks to me, you know, being a player, and I, I this is what I would have done probably. 
your stick's broke, and you can see he realizes it's broken and then quickly like sweeps it towards O'Reilly or towards the net. Um, he played the puck with a broken stick. And granted, it wasn't three seconds later. It was a half a second after, not even, a quarter of a second after. But right. bang, still bang. Did still did it. Bang, bang, right. Bang, bang, puck go down. But <laughs> he, uh, but, and then no call there. So, okay. Um, I can see maybe giving him some leeway there because it was broken stick, played it, dropped it. Still, it's a penalty. Um, but, uh, so O'Reilly grabs the puck, passes to Krug at the point. Krug shoots, goes wide, big rebound out in the slot. O'Reilly's there, puts under to Holpe with 46 seconds left to tie it up. Amazing. Holy cow. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so let me ask. Yeah, let me ask. All right, in you know, so as soon as the puck goes in, you see the ref point to Heiskin and and say, "Go to the box," right? Because you know it, we were already on the power play, delayed penalty. We're going yep. right back on the power play. Right. You see him go over, and bonus. I thought this was like the. I was shocked that bonus didn't argue more and didn't try to challenge the goal because Braden Shen was right in front and swung right as Holtby is going down. And he could have had an argument to get a review to say, Hey, Shen made contact with my goalie. We want to review and get his team a chance to settle down, but he didn't do it. Right. But this is the same. This is, this is the same situation that, uh, Barubi had uh, goal against the Blues tied at Pittsburgh against, and they challenged it. Mm-hmm. It was a tying goal that was scored. Right, they challenged it, gave it up, and they they lost the challenge, and they had the penalty called. So they could have been three. Right, guys, it could have been two a guys six down. on three. It could six right. on three. It could have been a six on three. Right, which would have been crazy. Yeah, but. uh, and that that would have almost. I mean, six on three with forty six seconds to go. Four, yeah, forty six seconds to go. But I also think you can lobby that we're in the last minute. Tell the league they need to review this. I'm not making a challenge. Yeah, Tell well, the league that they need to review it. Well, I I didn't look at the play in depth uh, to see if there was an interference there. I did. I did uh, think. Oh God, I hope there's not an interference. Cause I knew Shen was there. But and on the first replay that I saw, I thought, oh, I didn't think Shen made contact at all. So I didn't really analyze it deeper. You know what I mean? So I don't know if you saw something I didn't on that play, but uh, when my first review, I didn't, I didn't think he made contact at all. So I didn't, I didn't bother to even look at it any closer, but I, I, I thought that his, he, cause he swung at the puck as it's coming back off the end boards. Yeah. And Oh, you know, there. And so oh, at, that at, point. at that point, it's like, you know, and, and Holpe is already kind of in the process of falling down. Because he's when when O'Reilly sweeps that puck, Holtby is on his back, and I just I thought that he bonus could have bought some time if nothing else. Maybe like you said, maybe you don't challenge because you don't want the six on three. Yeah, but buy some time and argue. Well, who knows? Maybe he did, but well, I just it, it seemed to me like Dallas lost their shit and that lost them the game. Oh, oh yeah, they 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 fell apart in the last minute. They took uh well, last 2 minutes. They took two penalties. Um mm-hmm. but and and the one on Heiskanen is the one that cost them the game. 
That, that's right. because if they don't, if it doesn't take that, they probably go to overtime, right? And they get a point, and they may win overtime. Who knows? So that the the slash in the end cost them the game. I mean, that was the that was the dagger. I mean, it was it was hard. It made it okay. It didn't put the goal on the board, but it put them in a bad spot. Right. Um, and also on Shell on Shen's uh, swipe at the puck. Could you argue that he was shooting? And then if the stick makes oh, he, contact with Holpe, um, it would. Right. He it, was totally shooting. Well, it's a fall. He was, so it wouldn't. It wouldn't matter, right? Yeah, if he's but shooting, you could still argue and try to get some okay. time and get settled down. All right, gotcha, gotcha. You know, that's that's you know, that's my that's where I'm coming from. Okay, that's I what I'm about. Just to, to delay and let the league see it. I got right. I picked it up, which you put down. Uh, so high ceiling goes to the box for the slash. Blues right back on the power play. Blues win. The, <laughs> Blues win the face off. Bring it right back into Dallas's zone. Uh, Thomas's shot is blocked. Uh, puck goes to the corner behind the net. Out the far side, in the corner, Kairou, who tries to pass across the slot to Thomas on the near side, it goes off Hockenpah's shin guard, who is trying to block the pass across, and it goes into the net behind Holtby. <laughs> 12 seconds after O'Reilly has scored, and 29 seconds to go in the game, and the Blues went up 2-1, to one, and I kid you not, I celebrated, well, I celebrated hard the first goal. That was that was like fantastic, finally, right? But this goal, I was if if you had just recorded me, you would have thought the Blues won a playoff game in overtime. It was uh, I, it was a such an unbelievable, remarkable, rare comeback uh, in the dying, in the waning moments of this game. Uh, I I acted like it was a playoff win. It was very, it was probably very similar to Maroon's goal <laughs> against Dallas. It, it was not that unlike that. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. Um, and I'll, I'll just share that during this game, I actually, this was the first game that I mostly listened to it on, on the, uh, the radio broadcast. Um, because I, uh, uh, was doing an ill-advised thing and trying to demo a shed uh, in freezing, below oh. freezing temperatures, and so yeah, I uh, I was out working on my shed trying to trying to get it torn down and um, was uh, yeah listening to to Kerber call most of the game, um, but I did I timed my warm up breaks to coincide with the end okay. of each of the first, second, and third period, so I got okay. to watch it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, I was still pretty frozen, so I didn't have a hard celebration <laughs> like you did, but yeah, pretty awesome. Did you get your sledgehammer? Um, I did. I did. Okay. I was going to say, and, I didn't hear from you. It, so. it, yeah, no, it, it worked pretty well. Um, it, except that, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot more shed than, uh, than I really figured. <laughs> so, um, well, I should say uh, a couple more steps that I didn't take into account. So suffice to say, uh, somebody's coming to take it down for me on Friday. Uh, Stars fans were livid, and uh, they probably should be, with the two missed calls on the play before Riley scores. With that said, um, I, I don't think – you know, we we, we talked before the be, uh, early in the show. Jamie Ben had that solid slash on Costum. You know, missed call. That was that was a dirty play. Um, no call there. And and you know, 
calls are missed all game long. That happens. Um, I, but I get being mad because these these missed calls happened at a crucial time <laughs> for Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, well, either either one would have saved them. Uh, so right, but don't doesn't every Blues fan think that Jordan Cairo playing the puck with a broken stick is karma finally being made whole for Justin Applicator winning a game against the Blues with in overtime with a broken stick 2011 yeah I remember that game I was watching the game with my daughter uh she was 2011 was it yeah she was so she was like two years old uh, yeah two or three it was was, I don't think it was that far back I was gonna say 2013 Okay, so she was a few years old, but three, four years old. But she was she was sitting there watching with me, and uh, maybe maybe a little older than that, maybe four or five years old. But so she was enjoying the game. She's a Blues fan, and uh, and I was livid when that happened. And she's and I explained to her why it shouldn't have counted, and she was beside herself because <laughs> she was like, "Well, but but if it's against the rules, how come it counts?" I said, "Because they didn't they didn't see it, and it's not reviewable." And she because goes, NBC had to go to a horse racing. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> and uh, she goes, but so, but they have the replay. They can just look at it. I'm like, yeah, but this particular play is not reviewable. But why? I'm like, I don't know. It's stupid. You have replay. If you're going to use it, use it to get something like this the egregious right, right? Um, so bad. And and to this day, she'll tell you that <laughs> that. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I was how upset she was, and she was just learning the game, and she's beside herself upset by this play. It was so funny. Uh, made it easier to take for me because I was, I was, I was uh, <laughs> that was comical to me. Mm. Uh, you should ask her if she if she caught that and if she thinks it makes up for it at this point. Uh, did I she did watch the game with you on Sunday? She she was not here at it, but she I I let her watch the DVR on uh, Tuesday. <laughs> And so okay. I played the I played the last no no sun, uh, Sunday night I uh, I played the beginning back for, just the the last I said you can watch the last five minutes of the game that's that's all you need to watch that's all that matters yeah. and so yeah she didn't celebrate it as much as I did mm-hmm. <laughs> um and you know Dallas fans have to absolutely hate the Blues I'm thinking I would if I were a Dallas fan the Blues would be might be my hate most hated team uh the they lose the Blues in seven games in 2016. They lose the Blues in seven games in 2019 on, on in a game that they should have, they could have easily won twice uh, before the Maroons scored. Uh, they're one and three versus the Blues this season, including the heartbreaking, frustrating loss on Sunday. The Blues have played the Stars franchise exactly 300 times during the regular season in, in their history. This includes Minnesota North Stars days too. And the Blues have a combined 142, 108, 43 and seven record against stars. Uh, the domination by the blues over the stars in recent years to me is kind of payback for the stars beating the blues after the blues swept the Blackhawks in 93. I think it was 93. Uh, when the blues, Oh, we yep. knocked off the, the mighty Blackhawks and we got the stars, the stars, the stars. And, then, right. and that was when Pittsburgh went to the final. Uh, and it was Minnesota versus Pittsburgh. Yeah. And there uh, wasn't that was Minnesota's last year as the Minnesota North Stars. Maybe it was, was the it? following year. I, might, I think it was the following year. Yeah. yeah, but that was that was Mike Madano at his prime, and John Casey, John yes. Casey in, in net for uh, for yeah. the Minnesota North Stars. Yep. Um. So and for Hull going to the Stars and the Stars beating the Blues that season and 
and one of the and for them giving us Roman Turek. Right. Yes. Uh, I was so excited to get Turek at the time. He was the goalie to get, and we got him. Mm-hmm. Right. He was he was Belfour's understudy. Yep. Right. He's he's going to be the next big thing, and that was about all he was was big. He had that one great year with uh, Brent Johnson for the yeah. for the they had the Jennings right. Yeah, Best GA until we got to the playoffs. Yeah. Right. And uh, since 08-09, the Blues have a winning percentage of versus Dallas against uh, the Blues have a winning percentage of six three four against Dallas and a record of thirty three eighteen and five, and they're eighteen eight and two versus Dallas in St. Louis, which is a six seventy nine point percentage or win percentage point percentage. Yeah, point percentage. No, one of the two. So yeah, I mean. I I I know the Blues and the Stars are a good rivalry. It's been that way for a long time, but mm-hmm. I almost want I I I I haven't really gotten the impression the Stars fans uh, hate the Blues the way that I think they probably should. I mean, who's their biggest rival? Um, this, that's a good question. Um, one of the one of the guys that works for me um is actually a, a pretty massive stars fan um right now um they're they're actually more uh well he was more upset about um tampa and you know losing to vasilevsky um in the uh the cup final in the bubble year so um there i i think between nashville and getting beat by tampa and then probably the blues those are probably top three i mean but Tampa's a short-term thing. I mean, it's a recent thing. You know, Blues and Dallas go back quite a ways, back and right. forth. You know, I mean, uh, because the Blues knocked there's out Dallas. There's a lot more history, right? Oh and yeah, there's a lot more history there. There's a lot more history than with uh, than with uh, Nashville. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, that that's a good question. I'll ask him tomorrow. You do that. It'd be good. Who I'm, do you I'm, hate more? Yeah. Do you well, hate me? I mean, where do the, okay, what is their biggest rival? If it's not the Blues, where do the Blues rank? You know, I, I just, uh, I'm, I'm very curious because to me, if I were a Stars fan, I would loathe the Blues because they would have broken my heart in the last 10 years, 15 years, uh, a lot. Are, are, are you saying that, uh, the St. Louis Blues are to the Dallas Stars what the Detroit Red Wings formerly were to the St. Louis Blues? You know, um, if we had won the cup in 2016 after beating them in seven games, uh, I'd say that's pretty close. Maybe. Um, that's that's not too far off. I don't think it's quite there. But and, well, I, I don't know. The the some of the most painful memories I have of those losses to the Red Wings and those years against the Red Wings were when you knew they were going to tie it and win it in the last minute. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. It just couldn't hold on. Right. Right. And that's what we just did to the, to the stars. So, yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I get it. And, uh, and, and, and they're, you know, chasing us in the standings, which they've been for a while. I mean, they had a, a nice run, uh, in the playoffs, uh, a bubble, but I was, I, I said at the time and that I thought they overachieved and, um, they're not, playing particularly well. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, what are they right now? They're 
the standings. They are, yeah, they're in sixth in the division. Uh, 36 points. They're 17, uh, 13, and 2. Let's Where they sit in the wild card. I'm pulling up right now. They are currently out. They are uh, well out. Yeah, they're, uh, they're uh, let's see. Yeah, they're six points behind Minnesota for the uh, Minnesota's. Yeah, I'm sorry. Minnesota holds the first wild card. They have this. I wasn't looking at this right. Minnesota and San Jose are the two wild card teams. San Jose is a wild card team. Yeah. I didn't realize that. And uh, so Dallas, Dallas, they're on three points out of the wild card right now. So they're not too far up. With yeah. four games in hand on San Jose, that's why San Jose is up there. They played four more games than everybody else around them. Okay. Anyway, uh, the Blues are. And I was going to say, since you mentioned San Jose, um, Puck Guy 14 in the YouTube chat. Oh, so, is he? Welcome, Eric. I had yes. the one in the background. There it is. There he is. <clears throat> hey, happy newish year. I thought I thought I read that first as happy Jewish year. <laughs> <laughs> There's a word for that. <laughs> Anti-Semitism? I don't know. Uh. Hey, Eric. And those who don't know, I'm sure he's, I mean, he was on TV, right? Uh, Eric is a Wheel of Fortune champion. We've mentioned that before, right? We talked about that. Before. Oh, yeah. Every, yeah. We, we've gotten to the point where every time he shows up, I think we mention it. You know, so. <laughs> it's, and it's online somewhere. I saw it online. Not too, I mean, I, I was like, I'm going to find it. It's out there somewhere, right? And there are like archive videos of Wheel of Fortune everywhere. Uh, yeah. And he, oh, yeah. Eric says, uh, "Hey, let us enjoy it for the moment." LOL. Yeah, I, I was just—I wasn't knocking the San, the Sharks. I was just like, I, I didn't realize they were quite up in the wild card stand uh, standings yet. And I'm like, "Oh, that's part of the reason is they've played more games." You, I mean, you know, you can still hang on. Yeah. You know, in you, 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 about you got yourself a, a Vander Kane, so that's a that's a plus. Right, and uh, yeah, and uh, the the Oilers are about to take the dive. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> just, yeah. But you talked about the standings, and you not it, where did Nashville come from? They've been good. They just beat uh, Colorado in overtime last yeah, night. Yeah, they they are. That was, speaking of which, um, that's like the worst scenario for us. Was mm-hmm. that game went to fucking overtime? No. God. I guess. Wait, are we are we still talking about trying to go to the game in March or? Oh, I'm behind going. us. I, I'm going. I, I, as, yeah. I mean, that's I, I want to go. All right. So, where's Ponder? I, Get on here. Mind. Let's talk about where this. is he? Let's talk about that game. Um, but yeah, this is for the first time in like a number of years, a few years at least. Uh, the Blues are at a Saturday game in Nashville. And I think in the in the past few years, it's always been like a Sunday afternoon game, which sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this is an afternoon game. Yeah, so. so you could go to the game, and then you have the evening on Saturday evening to go hang out down there. That's like perfect. So If you can get tickets. Uh, you can always get tickets, just whether you want to. Yeah. And yeah. Nashville's pretty good, too. Well, that's, that's why right. you get them now. That's why you get them now. Before yeah. they... or, just, or go down there. And wait until the game starts, and then buy them on StubHub for like, you know, a third of the price. <laughs> uh, the Blues yeah. are nine two and one in the last twelve games. They're eleven zero and one in the last twelve home games. 
They have a 12-game home game point streak, uh, matches their third longest streak in team history, last accomplished January 6th through February 26th when they went 9-0-3. So, uh, yeah, 11-0-1 is uh, more impressive than 9-0-3 to me. Definitely sounds better. Uh, Point-wise is the same, but, right. I mean, you got more wins, so it's that's better in the standings. It's better all around. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about a few things, a number of things. Um, uh, I want to rant about Spectrum. <laughs> um, and uh, Peron is back on Cobra Protocol again. We'll talk about that. Uh, we got a game against Seattle for the first time in team history, so we'll talk about that. And then Evander Kane as well. Uh, that's why Eric showed up. He knew. He sensed we were going to talk about Evander Kane. Uh, and then uh, Chikrin, uh, do we want him? Do we need him? Who yeah. do we want? Who do we want? Who do we want? After this word from our good buds over at Center Ice Brewery. Center Ice Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey-themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey-inspired beers, such as Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, the Rotating Pale Ale Series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game or any game. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the tap room. Center Ice Brewery, let's go Blues. Please drink responsibly. Uh, Matt Harris in the YouTube chat says, are any of you folks going to the Pronger retirement night that I'd be able to sweet talk into grabbing me one of those banners they're giving away? Uh, I know, uh, Jeff, uh, Bill and myself are all going, uh, I personally will speak for myself. I, I do plan on keeping my banner. <laughs> uh, I, I do too. Yeah. Who, who are you bringing? Is Amy going with you? Or? She is, she is going. Yes. Yeah. So maybe maybe Matt can sweet talk her into giving the, maybe the, the or we'll, we'll or put it out there. You know, anybody wants to uh, uh, go and doesn't want their banner. You know, he said he'd pay. So um, contact the show. We'll put you in contact with uh, Matt Harris or whatever on Twitter. Matt's on Twitter, right? I think. Yep. Yeah. Well, let let's ask Matt. Do you care if it's completely beer stained? Because I'm imagining <laughs> we'll be able to find one under the seat somewhere in the arena. We should do that after. Good luck. But after it's over, you, I'd imagine someone would leave it at the seats, right? Right. And a lot of people are thinking the same thing, and they're going to look for it. But sure. Sure. Yeah. I yeah, I still have two of the McKinnis ones. So I have two whole ones, I believe. Mm. Mm. I didn't get to go to that game. Mm. It was not a good game. It was a terrible game. Yeah, they oh. usually are. the The McKinnis game, I think they lost pretty bad too. And there's a bunch of people on COVID right now. When we're playing a really good Nashville team, a hot Nashville team. Um, if we don't get guys back, which we might, we'll talk about it in a little bit. But um, yeah, that. That's uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, when this when we got these tickets, I was thinking, oh, Nashville. I mean, that you know they're not supposed to be that great, but they're they're surprising some folks. Matt says uh, I'm fine. However, it comes if it's not broken in and beer stained before, I'll have to break it in myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so I, okay, 
a lot of people like to complain about how you know that their TV provider and Spectrum is is a popular thing to complain about. Their remote viewing. So if you if a lot of you maybe may watch Spectrum on their app, um, and you can watch that means you can watch you know your your station, your Spectrum stations. If you're traveling or on vacation or whatever, you just use the app and you can just watch your your, your programs. Um, with Spectrum. Well, you you can, but not Bally's. Bally's Mid Sports Midwest does not allow you to do that. They lock that you channel. Have to be a, you have to right, be on your home you network. Have to be on this, right. Have to be on your home Wi Fi network. I'm like, well, and my home Wi Fi network. Who's going the Bally Sports app? Yeah. Nobody. It's like, if I'm on my home. <laughs> my home Wi-Fi network. I'm gonna fucking watch the game on on my cable. Why would I? I mean, there, there probably aren't a whole lot of people who watch Bally's on. Now, this isn't the this isn't the Bally's app. This is the Bally's channel on the Spectrum app, which is fine. It, there's that's not buggy. It's just channel, right? But Spectrum locks that channel, so you can't watch it. But I guess you can use the Bally's sports app. I guess, huh? I didn't think about that when I was complaining the other day. But you, but that's the thing. You it's have terrible. to use that app and it is crap. It's, it's yeah. It uh, could potentially win. Uh, what, what are the, uh, isn't there an award for like the, the worst, worst technology app. stuff? Yeah. yeah, probably. I, and that's that I was thinking, I was just wondering why they do that, why they lock that channel. I didn't even think about that. That's probably why they do it. So you have to, they're forced to use their app to watch games. Probably. And the app, and the app is a piece of shit. You get disconnected all the time. It's choppy. It's it, the, and the one the last time I tried to use it, the audio and video were off by like forty five seconds. <laughs> it was unwatchable. <sighs> anyway, okay, whatever. Um, Ken Morris says Chris Prong or Scott Stevens from that era blues team. Who would you prefer as your D man? I say both are beasts. That's both were question. amazing defensemen, but I go Pronger just because of the sentimental value. Yeah. If Stevens doesn't leave, I think he could have got us over the hump. He he could have been the the leader that brings us to a cup. Um, but, if he doesn't leave, we lose Brendan right. Moore and Joseph because that was the yeah. package to go back to. Uh, uh, but then, no, I'm maybe sorry, we get. Brendan Moore, yeah, it was Brendan Moore and Joseph. Was, it was, yeah, it yeah was, and they took, right. they, they took Scott Stevens. It was New Jersey. Right. That's right. It was the Shanahan. Right. Yes. So then we have Shanahan and we have Guy Bear, you know, which probably would have been the worst. That's a great Wouldn't point. Wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world. But he played really but well you for could him. also, right. You could also have then brought in Grant Fuhrer earlier than we did. <laughs> so just saying. I guess we could have, but, but right. Keenan was He was pretty bad in here. Buffalo. Right. Yeah. What would he have been desirable at that time? Keenan was instrumental in getting him here. I'm not sure if even that would have happened. Yeah, probably not. He probably wouldn't have wanted to come here, but maybe I don't know. Um, <laughs> Peron is back on COVID protocol again. Uh, that makes let's see: Tarasenko, Perunovic, Peron, Pareko, and Shen on COVID protocol. Jake Wallman was on protocol, but he was back. He was back on the ice this morning for practice, so that means he tested negative today. Since it's been five days since he tested positive, uh, Tarasenko and Prunovich were not 
on the ice today. I mean, they didn't test negative today after five days. So that means neither are likely to play versus Seattle on Thursday. unless Because uh, that was the impression that uh, Brube gave. Uh, he wanted to get some practices in for guys who haven't skated in five days before they played. Um, so and Wallman is a maybe due to him not skating in five days and just skating today. This is Perron's third stint on the COVID list since last playoffs. So he missed playoffs, and then he had an earlier stint this season, and he's on it again now, which makes complete sense. I mean, well, it makes sense as far in terms of how the different variants work with COVID. Um, previous infections with, uh, like, the Delta, if you got infected with Delta and you had COVID, the Delta variant of COVID, um, that provides zero protection. The antibodies you got from Delta provide zero protection against your, against uh, Omicron COVID. So it's, it's not, it's doesn't help you. So I think, so a lot of people who are saying, well, let's, 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 let's get everyone to have COVID. And then we've got herd immunity against COVID. And then we'll get out of this. That doesn't apply because all that, immunity that you would have had from Delta doesn't help you against Omicron. So that's it's like the flu, the different variations, right? You can get a flu shot and yep. you know, a different, a different strain of the flu is prominent that year and you're going to get sick. And well, the vaccinations are supposed to help you with Omicron, mostly with the booster though. So that you want, you're supposed to get the, for what they're saying, you get the vaccine vaccination, will help you against Omicron if you get the booster as well. The booster is key, apparently. Right. right. Um, I'm pretty sure, you know, after uh, attending a, uh, uh, an event at Kurt's house a couple of weeks ago, we were all exposed and I had a positive test after that. <laughs> I, I, did, uh, I, did, <laughs> I did not. I uh, I got my booster back in October and uh, I felt, felt crummy for a day had a bad headache for a day but felt fine otherwise i, I, mean, I would uh, love i would love to have followed up with a pcr but uh, can't get one no matter what you do i was fortunate enough to be able to get tested at work uh for free to sign up and go and i did that and i i tested negative so that was good for me. I, I felt fine no issues so i, I wasn't uh, expecting to test positive but you never know right uh yeah not asymptomatic so um, that makes uh, 20 players either on COVID protocol or out with injury this season for the Blues. Only six players from the opening day roster have not been on the COVID list. So I, by the end of the season, uh, you're probably all of them. And it's mm-hmm. going to, I mean, it's the, at the rate they're going. I I think we should take bets right now. How many more times does Perron get on the list? <laughs> well, I mean, I, if he has Omicron now, which he that's almost certainly has, um, you will think... he pr- be protected against Delta Cron or <laughs> Fluorona? Fluorona. Uh, that's only if you get flu and COVID at the same time. Uh, but you know, I mean, I guess it depends on the variants that come out and how much they've mutated to avoid um, vaccine uh, vaccines. So. And you, and you know, he still may get it. And, and actually, if they mutate enough, then it, it will be different enough from Omicron 
that maybe his antibodies from Omicron don't protect against the new variant. That's how it works, people. I don't know. We'll see. You just you just got to wait and see because you can't uh, you can't predict this stuff. You got to wait until a variant happens, and then it's out in the wild, and then you just see how people react to it that are vaccinated and aren't vaccinated and that have had COVID and haven't and what protects who from what. Just got to see. Uh, up next for the Blues, we got the Seattle Kraken tomorrow night, which if you listen to the podcast is tonight. Uh, if you listen to the podcast tomorrow would be the game tonight. Uh, well, no, you're not going to have the podcast up. If you listen to the podcast tomorrow, which would be on Thursday, yeah, it'll be up in the morning. But it won't be up by midnight. I'm, I'm just saying you're not going to have it up oh, right. so that somebody could actually podcast this right. on Wednesday. So if you listen to it on Thursday, there's a game tonight. There you go. Uh, the Blues won't be at full strength due to COVID, which you just said. Uh, but Seattle isn't good. <laughs> so maybe the Blues don't need a full squad. To me, this is a big game uh, because you got Toronto after this, and then you've got <laughs> Nashville. Two should be really, really tough games. We're yeah. at home. We're really good at home. So that's got that going for us, but we're short this game. So this game kind of scares me because if we lose this game, if we're short. Right. You like, can't have a luck game. You no. cannot have a letdown game against Seattle. Um, you know, they're, like you said, they're, they're not a great team. Probably going to be sellers of the deadline. Um, no Schwartzy. He's, uh, had hand yeah. surgery, so he won't be in the lineup. Um, but you cannot, you cannot lose to a Vince Dunn led. Seattle <laughs> I, I assume he's going to be in the lineup, but advanced um, stats say that the Seattle Kraken are they're a pretty good defensive team, but they just have shit goaltending. Grubauer has been awful. What? What? Wait, Philip Grubauer is not a good goalie. <sighs> you know, mm. as much as it pains him to admit it, um, <laughs> right? Maybe he'll maybe he'll uh, Instagram about it. <laughs> How bad he is. Um, you hate to see it, right? Yeah, I hate to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hate to see it. Um, uh, so yeah, Toronto on Saturday, huge division game against Nashville on Monday, which we'll be going to. Um, we currently trail Nashville by three points with a game in hand. So, getting points in the bank versus Seattle is a big deal. Uh, we're at home for both. Uh, one of the better teams in NHL, fourteen three and two at home, and currently riding a twelve game home streak. Uh, Seattle goalie and uh, Jeff Ponder's favorite player, Grubauer, will not be in net. Uh, he's playing tonight. So that's what they said anyway earlier today. So it looks like we'll see um, their backup in goal. Uh, how do you say his last name? Dreiger? Dreider? Chris Dreger. 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 I think it's Dreger. Maybe Dreger. Dreger. Okay. He, was, he, was, he was good in Florida. I mean, good enough to be selected in the expansion draft, I guess. He's he's got similar numbers to Grubauer this season, so well, but you never know. Yeah, these goalies pop up and bite you in the ass. We've seen it so many times, right? I mean, look at um, you know Cal Peterson going back to the game. They got Mike Yo fired a few years back. You know, nobody shuts out the Blues and you know propels us to the Stanley Cup. Uh. Let's see, uh, and you mentioned the shorts is out with a broken hand, so he will not – if he's in the building, I assume they'll put him on camera and they'll play a little tribute thing to him. Maybe, I don't know. But 
Uh, Although you know, with I wonder if he's right. even going to be with the team because of COVID and right. everything. He's probably not going right. to be with the you, team. You don't want you don't want players, injured players, traveling with the team and potentially yeah. getting or spreading COVID. Too yeah, much would, of a risk. I agree. I mean, that would make sense. Uh, so it's been reported that the most cup contending teams have inquired about Evander Kane. Um, the oft troubled fringe criminal <laughs> universally hated and PR nightmare of Andrew Kane was given his unconditional release due to him traveling to Canada while knowingly having COVID. Um, and I think the sharks were like, thank you for doing that. You're, you're gone. Right. Uh, Kane is just a stupid man. He's just a dumb person. Well, yeah. I mean, you kind of wonder if, if, you know, if there wasn't something calculated there, but maybe not. I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time thinking that somebody is, is just that oblivious. Well, he did, he did, you know, submit a fake COVID card. So he's obviously doesn't give a shit. Um, yeah, I think that's more it. Um, do you think the Blues are one of the teams who have inquired about Kane? No. I I the the only see if I were a GM, I think I would always like be oh, oh who's available what do you, what do you, okay I'd always be talking to people not that I had any desire to get them, but I'd always be talking to the GMs about maybe even just who's interested, just to see where he might go. Oh well, oh is he going to go to a Central Division team? Maybe someone wants him. I don't know. Yeah. So, I, but that, and that's the extent that I, I would hope the Blues were involved, uh, just to just see what's going on, not actual interest in getting him. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I honestly don't think you know, especially with the Blues, you know, having you know having you know, not that they're the same caliber of player, but you know, we just waved James Neal and send him to the taxi squad. We want, we want our youth. He's going to play it, tomorrow, by the way, right. on Thursday. He's supposed to. Yeah. In the lineup. So. Right. Because all the COVID. Yes. Because but, all, the, all the COVID. But Hey, I mean, the guy, the guy hasn't pouted, right? He, he didn't pout. And, um, you know, he's, he's accepted everything that the blues have, have, uh, you know, uh, put before him this year, and uh, it, it would be it would be pretty amazing to see him score a goal tomorrow night. So, um, I assume you don't want Kane in St. Louis. Um, no, I I I don't want. I like I like the you know this team's makeup right now. The chemistry seems to be really strong. You know that's you know the. You know, they're doing some some pretty uh, pretty cool bonding things that you know it's a tight group if you can get everybody to show up at the Winter Classic in Minnesota wearing beach attire. Right there's there's something special there, and for a guy who is notorious uh, as a uh, a locker room uh, detractor, no, you're you're not going to bring that kind of guy into this fold. Why would hey, I'm I'm with you? I don't I, I don't want him here. I don't want them to want him here. I don't know why why anybody would ever want that jackhole <laughs> uh, on this Blues team. Off field problems, PR nightmare. Uh, players hate him. Teammates hate. Him. Why Why would you want to? I mean, he's a he's a good player. He's a really good player. 
And he would, I mean, I would assume he would help your production on the ice, but at what cost, you know, I mean, you're, I mean, San Jose couldn't wait to get rid of him and they could use him. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I, there, there are some people locally who were like, Oh, they should try and get him. Let's try and get him. I'm like, what mm. the fuck? Who? Why? Right. Not, yeah, that tells me what, that tells me what kind of person you are. <laughs> if you want a Vander Kane on this team, come on. We, um, yeah, I don't know. Tonight on, uh, you know, on Twitter, I've seen a few things, you know, with, uh, uh, there was a, a McDavid interview. Um, and I guess he was asked uh, about it and, and, um, it, it, he was, he was basically say, you do whatever you can to win. Um, which to me, that kind of statement about, you know, if he was, I, I didn't have a chance to see it, uh, see the interview, but if somebody asks you, are, are, you know, are you okay with them bringing in Evander Kane and for Connor McDavid to say, you do, you know, like if, if his answer truly was basically, you know, you do what you can to win, that's got to be off-putting to the guys in that locker room to begin with, right? To say, I want a cancer because this group isn't getting it done. Okay. Let, let's 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 count the number of times Evander Kane has won a Stanley Cup. Ready? None. Done. <laughs> None. So teams win every year without him. You don't, you know, do whatever you have to do to win. Yeah, teams do that. They don't have him on their team. That's how they win. He's not on their team. I'm not saying he couldn't help a team be better, but production-wise, or, or he, he could probably put up good numbers. But, I mean, come on. I mean, there's there's a lot of players out there, guys. I mean. Yeah. The trade deadline's coming up. You can add somebody. Um, He's probably going to be cheap. I, I'll give him that. He, I Oh, because, okay, so Tim Peel – who is now apparently an NFL or an NHL insider, <laughs> former referee, playing, Tim Peel. The, playing the role of NHL insider. Right. He says that Edmonton is very close to signing him. Uh, mm. And Evander Kane's agent said that he expects Kane to be signed by like Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So very soon. Yep. Um, so, and Oilers GM Ken Holland has said about Kane, everyone deserves a second chance. Kane's on chance number 13 right now, I think. <laughs> right. Lucky number 13. Uh, I mean, yeah. Ken Holland said some stupid stuff. Right. Ken Since... Holland, like, it's like the, the, you know, the second Ken Holland left Detroit and, and didn't have, you know, um, the amazing team around him, um, he's, he's swimming. He's he's not been not been the GM I think that they hoped that they would get in uh, uh, Edmonton. Definitely a shadow of what he did in Detroit. Yeah, I mean, it is just take. It seems like he's so out of touch. <laughs> with, yeah, with the NHL nowadays, it's just weird the comments he's making. Um, all right, uh, Jacob Chikrin. Do you want him? Do we need him? Do you want to give up what we'd have to give up to get him? A lot of rumors about him being moved. You know, we should, you know, and we should be in the market to upgrade upgrade our defense before playoffs. He's currently on the IR with an upper body injury. Been there for almost a month now. Last game was on December 10th. Um, I don't know what, I mean, he's with, he's a defenseman in Arizona. 
uh, good offensive defenseman, uh, having a down year, um, and he's been hurt. So uh, some are saying they'd offer Perunovic, cost and neighbors, and a first round pick. You know, I mean, what do you, Bill? Bill, where are you at with this? What do you want? To do? I mean, obviously, his contract right now is super attractive, but that four point five million, drive- I think, for the next like three right. years. Yeah, right. But that's going to drive the price through the roof, right? And Arizona yeah. is going to be able to command something, and um, they don't have to move him. Right, they don't have to move him. He's not um, free agent, right? If if Doug Armstrong could come up with a, a deal that didn't involve Perunovic, neighbors, Kairu, any any There's of no those, way Kairu's moving. Those, no way. Right. At Our this chance. point, there better not be a way that Kairu's moving, right. um, unless it turns out that he's Evander Kane's bookie. Um, but <laughs> I'm not against moving anybody. I mean, everybody's on the block. If if we can get better now and in the future, that's a no brainer to me. But yeah, I, I, yeah. It's Kairu's. You got to ask for yeah. an astronomical piece of property for him. Yeah, no, it's it's that that deal. I I can't see any uh any combination of of blues players that I would and prospects uh and picks, quite frankly, we don't have the picks um that I think you would need. Um no, I I don't see it happening. Um I mean every NHL team would want Jacob Chickren. I mean he he's he's a great defenseman at a great price, but I think it's not going to happen here. You think he uh, his down year is going to affect his value at all? Because they're selling low. No. The, I mean, if they're, I mean, if we're talking high low, they're selling low. He's he's having his worst season. Yeah, but he's also on a team that you know, I that is, is true. Terrible, not good. Right. They just gave up the tying goal to Austin Matthews. Oh, and just turned the puck over right. In front of their own net, uh, <laughs> yeah, so bad. Um, I almost wonder. I mean, again, I, I mean, I he's a good, he's a very good player. I just, I just wonder if he's the kind of player our defense needs. You know what I mean? I mean, I, he'd be expensive to get for one, so we have, we'd have to, we'd almost for sure have to give up people off the roster, picks, mm-hmm. prospects, right? Uh. I I mean, I almost wonder if a guy and we talked about him in the in the off season when Tarasenko was all but gone, a guy like Mayfield, getting him a big tough stay at home defenseman right. uh, who comes much cheaper, right? And as a possibility with the Islanders in the toilet, right? I know. So I I almost wonder if if not necessarily Mayfield because who knows if he's going to be available or not, but I. You know, a player of his style. I, I think that's that is is. I mean, I think that would be a much better get in terms of what we'd have to give up and what our roster currently needs. I think it's a. I mean, that kind of player is a much better fit to me. Right. Uh, you're you're mm-hmm. tough, stay at home, big defenseman that doesn't have doesn't care about offense necessarily. He's going to be cheaper, and I think right. I think he he's like the the the, the puzzle piece. The, he's really, in my mind, that type of player is the only thing this team really needs to make me say, "Let's go." I mean, this, this. I mean, let's get healthy, and this is it. This is what I would go to war with in the playoffs. Yeah, 
I think there are a couple of guys like that, right? If, if Mayfield is put on the block, which isn't any guarantee, I mean, the Islanders might just be, you know, writing this year off and, and not wanting to make a, a whole bunch of, uh, you know, other roster moves. I mean, they, uh, they made a couple of moves last year that, you know, coming into a season where COVID's pretty prominent, you probably, you know, you might not want to give up as much as you did, you know, letting Nick Letty go and, you know, just having a little going so young on the defense, they they may want to keep him around, but you'll have other guys out there like uh, Ben Sherratt, Montreal. Mm Montreal is going to be just a fire sale here shortly. Um, You know, if, if they, uh, you know, if Jeff Gordon can uh, pull trigger, pull the trigger as you know interim GM, you know with with uh, before they sign somebody, or or maybe they bring somebody in just to, you know to to clean house. Um, Sherratt's going to be a big name. He's he's a big guy, um, knows how to play in the central. Uh, with his days in uh, Winnipeg, he, he's. Uh, I'm not saying that he is a, an elite player, but he was on a team that went to the cup final last year and knows how to play a little bit of D you get him the right chemistry. I think he's a great replacement for Marco Scandella. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's not forget, we have a little trading history with Montreal, not that Bergevin's there anymore. And I don't, I, I don't he's, think he put this in the notes, but did you, he's, God, he's with LA. I just, yeah, I saw that too. I was, I, I didn't put it in the notes. <laughs> People are like, what? 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 Why? Assistant, why assistant should, GM, right? Assistant GM. Why? I think he's a senior advisor at this point. Okay. But I guess, I guess he and Luke Rogatai are friends or something. But why? Why give that man another chance in the NHL? It I think just, he, he, he can do a lot less damage as an advisor, I guess. He's not pulling the string. Yeah. He's just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he he had way too much autonomy in Montreal. I mean, I, that he was uh, he's the reason why um, I you know I I just I don't watch their games anymore. I watched the game on TNT tonight against uh, a Boston and oh, oh man, I what a, off and was what, a, what a kick in the nuts that's got to be. What was I mean, the final score? In uh, five to one, I think. And Marshan had a hat trick. I so. had two. I saw he had two goals. I'm like, oh, fucker. Yeah, it's uh, it just yeah, not not good. Um, the only bright spot in that game for Montreal tonight was Michael Pizzetta breaking up the uh, the shutout, and uh, yeah, otherwise the Canadians are just trash. So I guess Jake pick Allen the, pick the guess, pieces. He Allen uh, Allen came out after two goals. I was yeah, gonna say I guess he either, didn't he didn't uh, have his backup mimic. Uh, no, uh, no. Who's in net for Boston tonight? Uh, it was um, uh, Olmark, Linus okay. Olmark. So he didn't. Like Rask is going to start tomorrow night. Rask is back. Yeah, that's quick. Yeah. yeah, for a guy that everybody was, you know, you know, talking retirement, has the surgery, plays a couple games in Providence, and he's back. Good to go. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Their defense still sucks. So. He'll probably wish he stayed in retirement from the first round of the playoffs. Um, the uh, oh, anyway on on Chikrin, I, I'm 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 out on Chikrin just because I think what we have to give up to get him, I think it's, it's a lot, and I don't think and while he's a good player, a very good player, I don't think he's what this team needs. I think we've got players like him, <clears throat> so kind of so anyway uh f- I, you know the uh cam and strict podcast had a 
good show. They uh, they had Bobby Clark on, former Flyers GM Bobby Clark, and a lot of stuff came out from Bobby Clark in the uh, in that, that uh, interview. That was we, pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> was, Philly could have had Ryan O'Reilly. Apparently, they had a uh, they could have traded with Buffalo uh, to uh, get O'Reilly, and but they did not. And he didn't go into detail as far as like what they could have you know, offered to get him. But he goes, "Oh, we could have had him." Um, yeah. Um, but he said they had, they, they had a chance to trade for him and, um, uh, the blues got him in eight, in 2018 and won in the cup alongside Shen in 2019. Um, but, uh, Hextall also traded Braden Shen to the blues in exchange for Yori Laterra and two first round draft picks. So the funny thing about this trade, the Shen trade is that it happened. The Shen trade happened because they drafted center Nolan Patrick. Okay, and someone had to had to go at center and that guy was Shen. Right? So and the two first round picks were nice for Philly, but Latera was a awful, awful terrible player. Uh right. after and, his last year here. Right. And the player that everybody wanted apart from Hextall was Cam McCarr. McCarr. Cam McCarr. So yeah, they pass on Cam McCarr in that draft. They draft Nolan Patrick. And because they drafted Patrick, who's a center, they envisioned him in the top three center positions, which forced out Shen. They, they said, okay, we can trade Shen now. We don't need Shen. <laughs> so they get they get Laterra. They get Nolan Patrick. They pass on McCarr. They trade Shen away. <laughs> I was like, you're getting exponentially worse really fast. Um, there are two draft picks. Uh, you know, They drafted uh, Joel Farabee and uh, Morgan Frost. Uh, Farabee can play. Uh, mm-hmm. but uh, Frost yep. hasn't done a whole lot yet. He's been hurt. Um, he was hurt last year, but uh, but Fairby was a good get. But still, uh, they're you know, and and yeah. So uh, Bobby Clark goes on to say that Hextall made a ton of bad decisions, and they're gonna take a while to recover from what he's done. And now Hextall is the GM in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and if I'm a Pittsburgh fan, I'm like, what the fuck did we, we get into over here? So how many people are calling trying to get Sidney Crosby out of Pittsburgh right now? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, and, and like you said, he he passed on drafting Cam McCarr when all of his scouts, all of Hextall's scouts, they didn't want uh uh what was his name? That's how his name. Nolan Patrick. They didn't want Patrick. They they but he drafted Patrick anyway. Uh so which was Hilarious. Um, McCarr went uh, fourth. Patrick went second. Flyers had the second pick that year. And uh, McCarr went fourth. And I think third was Heiskanen that year. So he passed yep. on Heiskanen and McCarr. And McCarr, my God, he's a generational talent. He, I mean. He is. Right. But, but you know, I, I, I think he probably also still thought at that point that Shane Gossespierre was going to be something. Right. So. Um, he passed on Elias Peterson too. He could have had him too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're uh, very bad decisions made uh, at that point. And and you can't really fault you know Nolan Patrick. He he's had concussion problems during right. his career. It, yeah. It's been it, you know, and uh, you but know, still he's just didn't work out. Right, right. It's it's it, it was it was unfortunate for him, and you know definitely Hextall. Got exposed for not being the smartest guy in the room. I mean, thank you, Bobby Clark. 
it's yeah you gotta love the that the the honesty that certain people have when they just and for some reason man you want a podcast you you it's almost like it's almost like some of these guys don't think that anyone's listening right because you know jeremy ronick on uh, Spit and Chicklets, he lost his job because mm-hmm. of what he said. Right. Um, Bobby Clark right. said some things that were really not nice about Hextall, yeah. and he and apparently he loves Hextall as a as a as a guy, as a person, as a right. friend. But he just he threw him under the bus, bad. Um, <clears throat> so who could we get on? <laughs> right. Well, we've had a lot who of people on. Right. Who can we get on who will well, open up and be honest and, and you know, tell us how much they really hated Mike Yo? Oh, boy. Who can we get on? Like a, like a player? Yeah. Hmm. Patrick Berglund. Let's get Patrick Berglund. Oh, he'd be a great get, wouldn't he? Oh, <laughs> he seems like – and he was he was um, in trouble for, for uh, rape. <laughs> I don't know what happened with that. For uh, he was accused of rape. Good lord! Uh, Philly got Ryan Ellis in return from uh, in, in a in a trade. They traded away uh, Nolan Patrick in a three way three team trade, and Nashville was involved with that trade, and they got Ryan Ellis uh, in return, who has only played in four games this season and has had injury issues uh, for this past five seasons. So uh, I mean, the beard only works in the South. He, I mean, Ryan Ellis is a fine defenseman if he can stay healthy. He's just. I think I think Philly probably did good with that trade to get uh, Ellis and, and instead of uh, and, and and ditching uh, Patrick. But I mean, it doesn't do any good if you're not playing. So, uh, any other uh, comments in YouTube chat before we uh, call her a nighter? Um, we we had a we had a visit from Mister Blues Hat. Oh did yeah, you see that? He says, "Hey sheep, have you changed your mind about vaccines yet?" LOL, I was joking. I think that may re- that he may be referencing uh <laughs> he may be referencing uh something's on Twitter. That's I don't know if you saw what right before the show went live, um when I pulled up Twitter to post that tweet about the show going live, um I saw a tweet that was sent to me. I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> Somebody went off the deep end about uh oh. the vaccines. Are you a sheep? Apparently. <laughs> Oh. I'm a sheep because uh, because I, I listen I to follow. you know the, the science, science and the you know and the leading infectious disease experts in the world. I just I mean, I I, I and and because I do, well, I'm a sheep because I listen to them and because I don't listen to Fox News and Tucker Carlson. That's what the guy said. So I, oh. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh. I'm like, so I and he, and he gets his information from uh, Fox News, Tucker Carlson, and Facebook videos. I thought it was a joke. I thought somebody's punking me. I'm like, who is this person? Because this can't be real. This has got to be some guy playing a joke. I should get my news from Fox News, Tucker Carlson, and Facebook videos. <laughs> did you reply to them, or did they just at you? Uh, I was I I replied to Mister Blues Hat about something, um, and uh, he jumped in and just yeah, it was one of those. Um, oh, I see it. I see it. I see it. Yeah, and I just and I you know I, I I love having a good back and forth discussion about anything on Twitter, but uh, and I just. You know, I, I was just like, well, just, you know, I, I'd be happy to read what you're saying. Just show me a legit link to something that you can show me that, you know, why you believe what you do. Never did. <laughs> Never did. So. Do your own research for once and watch 
Tucker Carlson. And that's all the evidence you need. So do your own research. Right. And I saw, I saw the, the best meme for that the other day, um, doing your own research first, you know, scientific vaccine research picture of, you know, a scientist in a lab, um, right. Right. and, and, you know, somebody scrolling, doom scrolling her phone on the shitter. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's doing your own research. They, the, you know, the, 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 why, why why should I have to do any research whatsoever? The scientists in the labs are the one doing the research. <laughs> They're right. the ones doing this. Um I'll, I'll, and I will I will take their advice. And there's no there's no research for me to do. I don't I mean it's I'm just gonna listen to the experts. I that's how I'm gonna roll. And I'm gonna come out a winner way more than I lose when I do that. So um yeah, Mr. Moose had my bad man. No no. <laughs> I don't know. I'm terrible. I'm awful. I just, mm-hmm. I tried to, and you know, you're welcome because I was a, I was, a, I was quite the gentleman in that discussion in your thread. <laughs> the other person was not. <laughs> mm. I don't, I, well, I, 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 you know, and if you want to watch, you know, watch what you want to watch for entertainment value, what, what you enjoy, that's fine. I'd, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I would I would suggest maybe you know, um when it comes to things important like your health maybe maybe don't listen to people who are political about it. Yeah, I mean just just listen. I mean just I don't know what to it seems like such an obvious thing to me just to listen to people who are experts in their field. I I don't know. But, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. Mm. Hmm. Well, <laughs> Mr. Blue said um, you were very restrained. Yes, I was. I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to just be polite. And I have you on right. that route. Actually, I've, I've had a number of discussions with people. And like I said, I'll talk with anybody about anything. Um, it's it's educational. It's fun. It's a, it's a good back and forth is, you know, healthy if it stays civil. Right. But um, it, it always boils down to these conversations, especially when it comes down to um, COVID and the vaccine and stuff like that. A lot of misinformation out there. Um, that people are saying. So I was like, you know, if I hear, if someone says something to me, I'm like, I, okay, well, I'd be happy to read, you know, where you got this information. Just give me a link. I'll read it. Um, you know, do you have any, do you have a link to a, uh, it's you know, private, a it's peer, his private research, a, a peer reviewed, a peer reviewed study. That's, I mean, if, if you're, mm-hmm. if like, if you're saying that vaccines don't work, there's a lot of that out there. Okay. Well just show me a link to a peer reviewed study that the vaccines don't work. And I, I'd be happy to read it and look at it and say, huh, well, I wasn't aware there was a previous study that uh, the vaccines don't work. There's not one out there that says that. So, I mean, it, it, I never got a link. For, you know, I never get a link for that stuff. It's never gets people that just go away. So, According to Kyle Pupusa or whatever his name was, the government probably deleted all of right. those peer-reviewed studies, right? Right. They, it's something that they've done because I mean, the government, the government can clearly pull things off. Right. It's a, it's a big conspiracy. Yeah. The government uh, is so good at being so efficient. It's in the movies. <laughs> there's right. no, there's no, uh, uh, unbelievably, uh, a coordinated, uh, conspiracy thing that, that happens in the background. It's that, that, mm. that's not, not really a thing. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's almost comical now. I just, I don't get it. But, and I was, and he really went on, he was very rude to me. <laughs> he was not nice. 
he went off and I'm like, I'm just trying to be nice guy. I'm just trying to, you know, I want to, I legit wanted to read what you were, where you're getting your information. And I'm, I'm not going to watch Fox news all day long for weeks and Tucker Carlson to try and hear him say what you're saying. And now just give me a video link or something. So. Oh, Ken Morris says right. Joe Rogan. I'm like, Joe Rogan, you know, I mean, he's a successful <clears throat> guy. <laughs> but again, Joe Rogan's not uh, an infectious disease expert. He's not a, a peer. Uh, he's not a peer of anybody who uh, is is uh, a scientist. So he's, he can't be part of a peer-reviewed right. study. He can't, you know what I mean? He, right. he, he, might, he, might, he has some people on there. He, I think he had on a show that... Um, the guy who claims to have invented the uh, mRNA vaccine. Um, but he's, I mean, he's, he wasn't. I mean, he was a part of the team that did, but he, he's taking credit for stuff and he was on there. He's like very anti-vaccine now. It's weird. He's like, uh, it's gone completely like media and stuff. It's odd. But, uh, and Rogan had him on and I think he's, that's done a lot of, that, that's influenced a lot of people. Weird. Yeah. I don't know. To me, Joe Rogan is like the the intersection of like news entertainment and jackass, and I will never take him seriously. No, I, I mean, I, and I, you know, and he was fun on uh, what was the 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 Dare show? They eat like hundred year old eggs and stuff. Right, um, Fear Factor. Fear Factor. I enjoyed that show. Um, <laughs> What is it about NBC creating these reality shows and giving people that, you know, have these, these mass followings? I don't know. Maybe that's what you want to do. If if you want, if you want to lead a cult, get a show on NBC. I think that's the lesson (laughs) we figured out here today. Ken Ken Morris says that JFK, Roswell, 1947 are good examples of conspiracy beliefs. What's 1947? What was that? Um, alien landing at Roswell, I think. Oh, oh, I, I was okay. JFK, I was reading it. Roswell, comma, nineteen forty-seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, yeah. No, I, I get that. I, 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 to me, you know, to me, if you're gonna say, you know, well, there's oh, okay, so yeah, you showed me a peer-reviewed study that that, that shows that vaccines are highly effective, uh, but that's just the government, you know, uh, you know, trying to you know silence all the. You know, all the people who are trying to say that the vaccines are useless. Well, that's, that's your, that's a weird, that's a weird thing for me to want to get on board with because that's, I mean, you're, there's, I, I don't, where's your proof of that? I don't, just because you don't want to believe it. I don't know. I, 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 I'm not well versed in the reasoning behind why someone would latch onto that as opposed to, you know, what the experts are saying. What's the what's the what's the pull? What's the draw? Is it political? It's got to be, right? I don't know. Has to be. Mister Lewis mm-hmm. says I'm just here with my zinc and ivermectin, living life. <laughs> well, you sir are bulletproof. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I have ivermectin uh, in my house, but I do have three dogs, so mm. it's the only way that I would have it. Uh, all right. Uh, I think that's going to wrap so, up. Yo, yeah, yes. So we'll, we'll do the giveaway thing next week. So, Oh know, yeah. Um, Damn it. Pond's yeah, not here. Yeah. I'll tell you Ponder's what. not here. Um, I'll tell you his, what. his assignment is, uh, is on overtime apparently. Yeah. Um, he was supposed to join us. Yeah. Um, I, uh, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do it. 
I will talk with Jeff because I know he, he, I wanted him to give this away, announce it. But um, if he doesn't want to do it on uh, Twitter, or maybe he'll release a video himself and do it, mm-hmm. um, or maybe can do it on Twitter and just announce it uh, tomorrow. So sorry if you uh, joined wanting to hear the uh, winner, <laughs> but uh, uh, Ponder is MIA. He is tied up. So we'll uh, we'll do it probably yeah. tomorrow. It, I'm I'm usually the one that's missing this podcast because I'm still working. I'm I'm so ashamed of of Jeff at this point. <laughs> uh, and I feel bad because I was I mean I was waiting for Jeff to come on and then I just I kind of forgot about it because that was that was his bit. So uh, did did Mister Booth did you even submit an entry? I don't know I don't know who the winner is by the way. I'm just but because Ponder's got it. But uh, I do. I oh, do. You know, I don't. I didn't. I do. I do know. Uh, I do know. <laughs> Just give it to him, and we'll call it a day. Well, hey, Mister Blue's at. Uh, I assume we're going to be at the game on uh, Monday, the Nashville game, the Pronger game. Uh, we'll be there. He said every game. He said I'll get, every game. Yeah, I know. I know. I'll. Uh, I'll. Uh, I can get you some stickers if you want some stickers. Yeah. Or if you're going to be at Center Ice, whatever. Yeah. We're giving away stickers. Monday. I still have some of the originals. Which, oh, the big ones? Not the big ones. ones. The, the uh, I don't know. I'll show them. I'll show you after the show. Okay. You gave me an envelope stuffed with them one time. Oh, okay. I'm that, was it? I'm I'm. What with the the the, Cup the white and blue? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll yeah, have those two. We'll ones. have those two. Yeah. Are, okay. Are, uh... oh, oh, that's not it. These right here. Oh, other oh, he's right here. Oh, uh, yes, those the Stanley Cup with the Let's Go Lose Radio logo. Actually, I might have some prayer to that, but I'll show you after the show. Whatever. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I mean, who doesn't like stickers? Everyone loves stickers, even adults. Put them on your beer fridge. That's right. I haven't put any on my beer fridge yet. Are you like that'll that'll, that'll change soon? You, what, it, it, well, that first sticker is hard. Once you get that first sticker on them, they're just like it's like a tattoo. Once you right, get the first one, exactly what I was right. <laughs> once you get I've, the first one, got it. you'll get a bunch more. But that, that first sticker is tattoo. like because you got to have that right. perfect sticker to put on there, right? You got you don't want to put a crappy sticker on. You got to be a good one that first one. <laughs> uh, it's not the size of the sticker; it's where you stick it. Mister Blue's head. Mm. Okay, I like it. Yeah. We need to get a segment on the show. Like his, you know, his one-liners are amazing. <laughs> um, if not corny, but that's what we we like, we like corny on the show. We do. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, support for Let's Boo's Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com. You get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to get that 10% off. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis' hockey-themed brewery. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or to make a reservation in their awesome tap room located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis. It's one of the best places to watch a blues game. That's centericebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 18 of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Dam, Kurt Price, until next time, everyone, 
Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.